And welcome to another episode of Two Medics and One Mic. Your presenters are Imran Lasker and Thrusha Gudwatna. So hello and welcome to another episode of the Two Medics podcast. My name is Dr. Lasker. I'm a consultant radiologist. Hi, I'm Thrusha Gudwatna, cardiology registrar, subspecializing in coronary intervention. And yeah, we did have a bit of a break. Hopefully everyone enjoyed that break from us. We had uh, the wonderful medic underscore Russell and we had <laughs> and we had Mehul take over for what was really nice episode. They were sitting mm. in the garden in the, the wonderful heap. Anyway, we're back and we have a very wonderful guest that we've been really looking forward to. Well, thank you, gentlemen. Uh, my name is Partha Carr. I am a consultant in diabetes in Portsmouth. Yeah, yeah. Diabetes is the the beat that we're rocking today. Is that right? Hey, <laughs> hey we're so we're so hyped to have you on. I mean, like honestly. we pretty much talk about your tweets every week, and uh, I mean, like honestly, without sounding too gushing, like a uh, totally massive fan of yours. We kind of see you as a role model, don't we? Like he's just uh... so you know. So one one good thing about me, everybody knows my friends. You know my ego, size of a freaking planet. So that's a good start. <laughs> I mean, sorry. So you know what, guys, you you guys have nailed the first few minutes. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah. No, we have been fans. I think uh, Thrusha mm. still gushes over a particular tweet. Which tweet was that again, Thrusha? The one that you uh, watched so the, much? Is the, is the Adolf one. We'll get to that, though. We'll get to that one. <laughs> yeah. The, the, I think that maybe should go... I started a bit of a Hall of Fame tweets. Did you notice that, Thrusha, yeah. on our yeah, main yeah, website? Yeah. So maybe mm. I should actually stick that in there. Oh, yeah. It's definitely going to be in there. Uh, Hall of Famer tweet. I stuck in uh, Zach's wonderful picture the other day. They did an illustration of us and a few other people in there. And I stuck that on the website with his permission because I, I loved it so much. And I think I'm going to try and make a bit of a collection of some of the best tweets uh, that are out there. But anyway, as usual, we've got a lot of good tweets to go through this week, haven't we? We're back. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Partha, you were already talking about some hot off the press news. Something something went down today, like literally as we're about to start filming, something went down. So what is going on in, in GP land? Oh, I've kind of given it away, haven't I? Yeah, you have, uh, you know. So, yeah, I mean, uh, the lead for primary care or uh, general practice uh, in NHS England has decided to, well, give up on a Twitter account due to a lot of the personal abuse she's faced, uh, personal angst. There's a lot of things going on in the press. And I think uh, a lot of the anger has uh, been directed. I mean, that's one of the flip sides of being on Twitter in these national roles, isn't it? You take them Mm. slightly unfair because, as I say, one person doesn't represent the whole team, but yeah, yeah. she's taken a lot of the flack and uh, sadly she's decided to withdraw from social media, which is a shame because, you know, I think, you know, she does a cracking job in, I mean, yeah. I'm probably making it sound very mild, but honestly, one of the toughest gigs in there is yeah. trying to balance primary care with practically so little funds to play. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. She's become a real lightning rod, hasn't she? Because people are looking to her as like a representative and uh, it must be really tough just being caught in the middle, almost being seen as a party person, isn't it? And then kind of having to play both sides. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's the that's the tough one, you know, in the sense like how do you balance that corporate side while you're there in the public domain? You know, when mm. you've got GP colleagues saying you should do X, you should do Y. Yeah. I think that's a really tough world to play. I mean, one of the reasons lots of people in those roles stay out, don't don't get involved in the public space. So, yeah. Mm. Do you think people would be nicer to her if they'd spent four months doing GP during foundation training? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I saw that tweet. You know what? I, I'm always intrigued by people. You know, people always want people, you know, juniors to do so many other things that they haven't done themselves. Because I'm always fascinated when people become seniors and feel that... Uh, they need to tell juniors what should do better. And you're going Absolutely. like, and you're going like, what? Are you telling me that you are not good or something? I mean, mm. I, I mean, I've never done GP, you know, when I was a trainee. I've never done ED. Mm. I have a reasonably healthy respect for each of them. You know, I understand mm. what they do. So, you know, it, it seems like a lot of people just seem to be very clear about what FY1 should do. I mean, by that token, yeah. they should be training forever. I mean, that's yeah. the thing, right? You don't need to experience a particular field to just be nice to them and understand that everyone is working and working quite hard, right? I mean, the, I think the problem a lot of the time is that people, I've noticed that people always look down on someone else's work or try and, or they kind of got this, this idea that they're not doing very much when they could be doing more. Yeah. And I think that doesn't just extend from ourselves, it also extends from the public's point of view. Because yeah. you can see that the big sentiment right now is that GPs aren't doing enough, Yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, where's that coming from? God knows. I mean, they're working so hard, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, I think the problem is, you know, I think because the whole structure of training has changed, right? In, when mm. I was training, you know, training with GP trainees have further on become your very good mates. And now I'm a consultant. 
locally, the best mates have got a GPs, right? And my understanding mm. of how they work is, I put it in very simple terms. You go and watch a football game, right? Previously, mm. they would turn up. Now they turn up after half time, looking double knackered. Well, we as a consultant have been there and go like, hey, where you been? <laughs> and they're going like, uh, just, just filling out the prescription. And, I, you know, I say that flippantly, but you get a better understanding of super pressure they're under. So I'm not sure about that. You need to train in everything. You could say the same about cardiology, radiology, right? One of my best mates who I trained with in India has come here. He's a radiologist. I need to sit down and have a drink with him to understand <laughs> what how busy he is. He talks to me about, yeah. you know. There is no more abdominal examination path. Huh? All I get is CT scan requests, you know, and you go like, mm-hmm, I know what you mean. So, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, so, some radiators radio are busy and some are doing podcasts. So, uh, you know, I think it depends on the <laughs> country, you're, country you're in. But, you know, what kind of personality do you think goes into, into GP versus what kind of personality goes into, into hospital oh. medicine? Are they narcissists that go into hospital medicine? Is that what's going on? Well, there have been studies. Yeah, you're mm. refer- refer- referencing a tweet that kind of said that uh, there's someone who said that uh, what has it? research shows that narcissists research. almost all, yeah, research. Mm. Mm. So, I mean, it must be true if you said research, yeah, exactly. uh, almost go into hospital medicine. Narcissists almost all go into hospital medicine. This mm. is unsurprising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you Are you ever- guys narcissists? Is that what's going well, on here? You are narcissists? I am. I am 100%. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but have you um, met a dermatologist or a pediatrician? I mean, ooh. they're the last person who are narcissists. Oh, yeah, yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah. you know, I have not met a dermatologist. I mean, I can give you an example from the COVID times. You know, when we were all together, we had this ragtag bunch of people trying to do ward rounds. Oh, my God. <laughs> Working with der- dermatologists and rheumatologists. You go like... Yeah. I don't even know if I can say anything to you. You're so nice. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. I, I think that's just nonsense to say things. It's, it's, it's a stereotyping, isn't it? Hospitals, but it's a, it's a thing about what we say about cardiologists, what we say about mm. orthopedic surgeon. Hey, yeah, it's 2021. It's not 1971. Let's move on. Yeah, yeah it's so. true. It's a shame that there's that kind of anti, anti-GP sentiment, anti-hospital doctor sentiment, isn't it? Where you get these situations where everyone just looks down on each other. But anyway, um, yeah, I mean... <laughs> Is it do people have different opinions about one another? I mean, Thrusha, what do you think about all this? The different opinions thing. Oh, I, I guess. Mm. I mean, that kind of relates to some other tweets that we've been getting, which is this question, which I, I found kind of annoying. If I'm honest, you you are mm. you are nicer about it, but I find it annoying. Which is where you know to get certain certain people on to, to get their opinion, right? We're, let's be honest, <laughs> we're talking about the big V, the big V man, yeah, right? Okay, yeah, the big V. Yeah, the we've big been asked v. a lot of this, haven't we? I mean, what, what yeah. people want from us? What do they want? Like. Yeah. Gone through. What are they asking? Well, they're saying that oh, you know, you have a different perspective, and it's like interesting to have that person on. And it does mm. raise that interesting question, though, doesn't it? About like appeasement, and then um, and then that whole. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, are you like endorsing someone? We're not like retweeting. Is it is the having someone on the podcast the equivalent of a retweet? Are we endorsing them? And then also like, should we be offering platforms to people who might have uh, problematic opinions? What do you think? Yeah. Mm, I mean, I think, you know what, if you want to bring in somebody contrary and, you know, with different mm. views to make it, you know, if this was a Marvel universe, so to speak, you know, you want to bring in somebody who's, you know, in the character of the, let's say the negative character or the different character, you want to bring mm. in Thanos or somebody like, you, yeah. want in, you don't want to bring in, you want to bring in Crossbones, a minor character just to spice it up. <laughs> Actually, it's funny you should mention that. I was looking up, I was looking up the worst Marvel villains and one of them is called Asbestos Lady. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like um, you know, you know, Unbreakable. There was that Mr. Glass, oh, right? yes. and he was spending yeah, yeah, yeah. he was spending his life looking for the, his like his yes. nemesis. Yeah. So is that what we're doing? We're looking for we're looking yeah. for a, a real nemesis, not not yeah. you know a certain person that we. V Man needs a few th- few more thousand followers before we take him seriously, <laughs> doesn't he? Let's be honest. Oh, he's you're so not. elitist, Thrusha. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> no. Allow that. Allow that. Let's not mention yeah. it again. Allow it. No, I mean, you know, I, I, you know, personally, I'm not, I'm not averse to it. I think it could be fun. It could be interesting. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're not yeah. always going to agree with everyone, and that's that's kind of the fun of life, and that's the fun of Twitter. Yeah. You guys have plenty to talk about, plenty of things to 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 go on about. I think it'd be, I think it'd be a good laugh, but uh, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe. Um, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe, the, maybe a little while when he's got more of a following. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> 
<laughs> Again with the following out. <laughs> anyway, speaking yeah. of which, speaking of people with big followings who should who should know better. I mean, there was obviously some stuff from Alistair Stewart, but also I think perhaps more annoying was Alison Pearson's like article, which I think that she was kind of like forwarding on some stuff from this retired surgeon. Did you see that stuff? That was really oh. annoying, wasn't it? Mm. Oh, him. Yeah, he said the vets treat patients better than GPs. I was like, what? What are you about? <laughs> Well, he's, he's known for that, isn't he? I mean, they wheel him out from time to time. He's a retired surgeon, and I've had my own run-ins with him. I wrote an article Have in you? the BMJ. Oh, yeah, yeah. I wrote an article in the BMJ about race and even like... So he wrote back to me and uh, the editor saying that, uh, well, there isn't really a problem with racism and stuff. Uh, uh, so I politely told him where to get off, and that was that. So it all yeah, ended very enough. amicably. So he basically said, oh, this article should not be published. And we just went like, yeah, whatever. So, uh, <laughs> nice. Yeah, published. So he's it, just... Yeah, some people have, as I always say, some people are some people. You know? Yeah, fair enough. I saw this really nice reply by Nick Grundy, which said, you may have seen a very retired surgeon, I think his house jobs might have been in the 1970s, uh, suggesting vets get better service than GPs. I have it on good authority from people who've worked with him that they wouldn't let him operate on their pets. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes. There's some yeah. really strange opinions out there. I mean, we're coming to Alistair Stewart again. I mean, Thrisha, you had a bit of a run-in with him directly, did you not? You, you yeah. went for him. I did. And then he actually replied to you. Yeah, yeah. He did. I, mean, I was surprised. Yeah, because, you know, I, he, he would go in trouble, didn't he? He had to leave ITV. I mean, that's why he's on this Good Morning, you know, that channel with four viewers. He, yeah, he had to leave ones, ITV. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. So he had to leave ITV because because of problems that he had on social media. So I was a bit like, oh, mate, you know, maybe social media isn't the thing for you. And he didn't, I obviously like hit a nerve because then he replied. So oh, what did I say? I said, like, he goes something along the lines of um, if I don't know what I'm talking about, maybe I shouldn't tweet about it. And I was like, that's exactly how I feel about you talking about GPs. But he didn't reply. <laughs> mm. Well, yeah, I mean, he was, yeah, he, he was clearly kind of riled up because you, you pointed him to an article talking about how he got in trouble on social media. And it's right. I mean, maybe maybe social media isn't for some people. We've seen like careers go down. Isn't it? I mean, do yeah. you remember what happened to Roseanne? Do you remember Roseanne, the, yeah, the TV Roseanne, show? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Absolutely. She, Roseanne had a TV show back in the day. Then she had a big comeback. And it was massive. Everyone loved it. And then hmm. she tweeted something quite racist. Uh, she's quite pro-Trump oh. or something. Yeah, and basically God. resulted in cancellation of uh, her, her comeback career. And it was, I think that I saw a recent YouTube video about it. And it seems a bit sad. But I, got, I also nah. think maybe it's a good thing, you know, because, yeah. like, you know, Alistair Stewart, I've been watching on TV since I was a kid, right? And yeah. I had no idea that this was really going by, on behind his head, like had these sort of anti, you know there's kind of these sentiments and maybe it's a good thing that we know these uh, certain things yeah. about the people that we watch and put up on these on these pedestals right like uh, it's better that we know these things i'd always get confused with hercule perot from agatha christie i used to be like oh it's agatha christie <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> i don't know i'm not the same person but i mean the thing is like regardless of like his opinion he he's someone who's on tv that seems to have a bit of a social media following doesn't he like yeah. up arthur yeah. here he's got a social media flow he following. Does. he's got a bit of you know, got a bit of a clout and. you know he's got yeah, a bit of a does. clout but yeah. some people don't like don't like the idea of medical medical influences they don't like that you shouldn't be a medical influencer apart you shouldn't be you should be doing your job you should uh, only be doing your job did you see that tweet i uh, yeah i did i did uh well you know and i mean i'm a rubbish influencer to be perfectly honest if i'm any influencer <laughs> or whatever i mean if you see my tweets i mean Apart from something about diabetes, most of them are about drinks I'm having or food I'm having or so I'm not quite sure what I'm, I've already got it. I did I tell you I, I got referred to the GMC because I put out a tweet about a donut uh, or not a donut. It was a pancake. A donut. Oh. It, was a pancake. it was a pancake. So I was in London and I was having breakfast and I remember having actually I was having a waffle. Right. Mm. Right. And I put it out saying, pancakes for breakfast, Sunday morning, amazing, something like that. And then somebody came back and said, uh, okay, that's a waffle. So you don't know what even a pancake. And yeah, then it really escalated. That people, they were like, ah, oh, you're the national lead for diabetes. How dare you propagate oh, pancakes? That's where they went. Oh, and I wow. said, well, I'm not asking you to every one of you to eat pancakes. You know, I'm having a pancake. It's a Sunday. And it's it's really <laughs> snowballed. I, so it ended up in the GMC. I got a letter from the GMC saying, you better complain. You know, you open that and you go like, shit. And yeah. uh, thankfully, it was basically saying they're really sorry we are throwing it out, but just thought you would let to let you know. That was the most entertaining conversation I had with my MD because you have to let your MD, your medical director, know that, and who's oh also gosh. yeah, I know him quite well. And he was like, "Sorry, what for a for a pancake?" And I was like, <laughs> "I'm really sorry, I'm not quite sure what to do with this." And he was like, 
that's fine. But yeah, so that that's so I'm a rubbish influencer. But I think going back to the tweet that was made, I guess, you know, I think it's one of those things whereby are you saying it because you don't like it yourself or mm. but then you have a flashback to it because you would expect flashback to that sort of comment. Mm. And I think I always say to people, if you're going to put anything controversial out there, you need to be ready. You're going to have flat, mm. just like we were talking about interspecialty, you know, fights. What I mm. find it absolutely amusing, person X goes like, I hate that specialty. Then somebody mm. goes like, well, your specialty is shit too. And they'll go like, well, <laughs> and they go like, they go like oh, I'm, re- oh, I'm really offended that you said that. I said, well, well, why are you saying that then? If you don't want them to... So, you know, if you say something about diabetes, I'll I'll kick back and that's the way it works. It's the same with sort of like, you know, influencers. Well, social media is over, you know, it's a bit of fun. Lots of people like following, yeah. you know, it's, mm. it's one of those things. I think pe- people take themselves far too seriously. That's that's yeah. my thing. I mean, if you go to YouTube now, you do have quite a lot of sort of medical students and mm. young doctors that mm. are doing their own, you know, social media thing. And it's exactly what you said, Partha. Like the people that often complain about the fact that there are medical influence out there probably wouldn't be averse to having a medical influence. You know, if they suddenly woke up one morning with 20,000 followers, 30,000 followers, 40,000 followers, are they going to suddenly say, you know what, I'm closing my account. I don't I, want this. I personally admire these guys for doing what they do, right? Mm. I mean, whatever they're doing, they're getting followers. They, yeah, hey, listen, my son, Okay, he basically puts out TikTok videos of him in a Darth Vader costume. I am not kidding you. Oh. He's got. T- <laughs> he has got. I had to have no idea how and why. Ten thousand followers on Instagram, and yeah. I'm sitting there going like, <laughs> "How is this possible?" Right? Yeah, cool. Wow. And so the thing is, I admire that side of people. You know, a medical yeah. student. I mean, I remember as a medical student, I couldn't even think straight. Right? I was so <laughs> focused on. I just need to get my exams out of the way. My dad yeah, was there, yeah. like, "Come on." How could you not do it? You know, it was, there was no mm. other things. So, mm. you know, good on them for doing so. And, you know, as long as they bring, you know, they're having a good time at work and learning, crack on yeah. is what I say. I think that there have been people mm. like kind of saying, oh, you know, there's a lot of like misinformation and stuff out there. But I saw like some really good kind of insightful tweets from Johnny Gookie, and he always seems mm. to kind of be around to kind of provide some like, you know, um, some uh, wisdom in in this area. And he says uh, something along the lines of, well, students are actually far, far better than we are, although we were at filtering through the vast swathes of connections. And he said they're way more cynical than us. And so they often are very good at rejecting influences who they find unreliable and nefarious. And so, you know, and they question more. They question. There's some really good, you know, there's this whole thing called rosy retrospection, which is what mm, we think yeah. our generation was the best. I mean, mm, you are you yeah. are way younger than me. But I for me, hey, listen, 80s music. I'm sorry, but that is yeah, it. Yeah, that's awesome. You're right. Yeah, yeah, it's true. But yeah, yeah. So it's one of those things, you know, and I think, you know, when you teach medical students, you listen to them and you go like, blimey. Uh, okay, they see they got far more questions. I need to go back and read this again. So, so I oh, know. Carry on is what I say. Oh, mate, carry on. I mean, I remember teaching medical students. Sometimes you make like a reference to some song from back in the day, and they're like, "What?" Yes. Like, um, oh, yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah, <laughs> it was a song from back in my day. <laughs> yeah, I remember making a joke about the A team, and everybody just looked at me completely, going like, "Sorry, who?" Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. I think I did something like that with, like with MacGyver. Yeah. And they're like, what's MacGyver? I was like, come on, man, MacGyver. What? Oh, man. <laughs> they remade MacGyver. Yes. Really? It was terrible. Yeah. But yeah. I, yeah. But I really pity the fools who don't know it. <laughs> I really pity those fools. <laughs> oh, nice one, Bruce. I swear you've been waiting your whole life to make Thanks. that one. I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love BA. BA. Mr. T, of, of course. I mean, you know, talking about influence, I, yeah, I think, Parth, yeah. if you did tell us, like, what kind of hair product you use, I think a lot of people would be quite interested in in what that is, you know? Like, it's, it's quite a fanta- fantastic barnet that you've got going uh, on. Do, do you know what? The real, <laughs> the real truth is completely influenced by my daughter and what's in there. So you just go like can i have this and she the glares i get nowadays i mean she is ne- she's what nearly 20 this year she goes like oh come on come on so wow super embarrassing <laughs> man. super embarrassing but yeah but now you see but I, I think genetic my dad 81 81 yeah strong genes still, still just got salt, it. Salt, salt and yeah. pepper hair man so all wow. full, full head of hair okay. 
It's good going. Oh, good genes. This is the so thing, like, wrong. you know, when you've got, I mean, I think maybe part of the problem is that, you know, when you've got influencers, they kind of get this sort of, I mean, we've seen it, haven't we? We've seen people, like you said, the pancake thing, people are going to start looking up to you. Whether you like it or not, if you've got a big following, they're going to start looking up to yeah. you. They're going to start trusting you. They're going to start thinking, you know mm. what? I trust this person's opinion, especially when it comes to pancakes and diabetes uh-huh, and, absolutely. you know, <laughs> martial arts and how much you lift in the gym, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. But there was another tweet that was talking about the lack of trust in doctors. There was a, there was a uni days um tweet and they were talking about you know after 18 months of lockdown who do you trust more and it actually showed that like 42 i know it's not entirely representative of an entire population of people but it does show that there is still an anti-medical sentiment going on out there despite everything that we've done so are we losing the battle here you know, after 18 months of lockdown and all the rest of it. No, so this is the thing. I always have this very relaxed view about being a medic. And I think this is where medics do themselves a massive disservice, right? By all this hero narrative and, you know, we are... No, it's a job, man. It's a well-trained job. You do your bit. Mm. The problem is when you set all these expectations and then you just get disappointed when people don't, you know, as somebody, I think Selva, made a fantastic comment. It took us 18 months to get from a clap to a slap. And you go like... Do you know what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so that, true. Yeah. I never participated mm. in the clap. I didn't want to be clapped. It was fine. It was lovely when mm. it happened. Do I see it as surprising? Not at all. So I, I think when mm. people take it too close to heart, they take all these other things negatively as well. So, mm. and I think when people, but if you then look at all the sort of surveys done, people trust doctors by nature mm. and nurses. They're really, nurses are top and then doctors, great. Mm. I, I think we make too much of it. Honestly, it's because people take it too much to heart. Well, you know, it does remind me like, um, you know, I've spoken about this before where I was mm. having a really difficult time in my training. Yeah. And uh, I remember I had to go, I ended up getting CBT, so cognitive behavioral therapy. And I was mm. a bit like, you know, don't get in my head. I don't want this kind of stuff. But actually it was very, very beneficial. So anyone out there yeah. that is struggling, I would highly recommend it. But I remember yeah. one of the things I was I was talking to this person. I say he was saying, "Look, how do you feel at work?" And I said to him, "Listen, you know, I keep failing the exams, and it feels like every time I do something, like it gets exaggerated. Everyone's telling me I'm not good enough, and I think I am good enough, but they keep telling me I'm not. And it feels like everyone's against me. It feels like my consultants, my TPD, my education supervisors are all against me. They're all trying to get me." And he said to me, "Okay, let's imagine there's two scenarios here, Imran." One scenario is where they are against you and they are trying to take you out. They're trying to make things very difficult for you. And the other scenario is that it's all in your head. How does that affect the way that you work? And I said, I don't understand what you mean. He goes, okay, so them thinking the way they do, does that affect your work? Does that make you a better doctor or a worse doctor? And I said, well, it shouldn't affect it, should it? And he's exactly, that's my point here. You should try and remember why you're a doctor and what you're doing it for. And what everyone else thinks of you, it doesn't matter. You're still doing a good job. So forget about what they think and go and do the best job you can. And it's up to them the way they interpret that. And literally that changed everything from that day on. Like they, they, and unfortunately for me, they really, really went for me and they kept going for me and they kept going. And I've spoken about times when, um, you know, I was actually in the reporting room once, literally I was just sitting there and the consultant who became this bully for me for a few years and I actually used to avoid them as much as possible. They called me across the reporting room to quiz me on anatomy that I wasn't even a subspecialty of and absolutely blasted me in a room full of people. And I felt so belittled. But then mm. I remember what he said and I thought, you know what? I don't care what you think of me. I know you think I'm rubbish. I know you think you're, I'm dumb, but I'm not here to please you. I'm trying to do the best yeah. job I can. So whatever, yeah. mate. And I walked out and that little kind of, and I feel like that with the, you know, with these, I know that we're getting a bit of a battering. I know that, but we can only do our best and it's yeah. up to them what they think. We can only do our best for our patients and move on from that. And it's just a job at the end of the day. Yeah. I can't agree more. I mean, I say this to all my trainees, everybody. Don't try and get in your head you're in some sort of hero business. You're not. You're, you're mm. in a well-trained job. Do your job. Finish your job. Go home and spend your time with your mates and your family. Honestly. Exactly. I've a really, really exactly. fantastic group of mates. You know, mm. my, my best mates, none of them are doctors. Right? Mm. I've got a, we've got a group Good of seven. Know. Yeah, and it's great because they don't mm. give a monkeys who I am apart from, you know, the usual chat, oh, my, my back hurts. Do you think I should have like five paracetamol? And you go like, <laughs> yeah, that's a bit too much. You know, bar, bar, bar that, there's no con. They don't care who I am, right? Mm. And it's great. It's a fantastic time. And I think I encourage people to do that more and uh, just enjoy your life. Do your work, enjoy your life. I mean, that's the thing. I, I do. I say this a lot, you know, do the best job you can. And unfortunately, as much as you like to not think it, you are you are replaceable. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, you 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 may you may walk into the canteen. You think yeah. to yourself, I need some more soup. Yeah. And then walk out. And next thing you know, <laughs> <laughs> you're getting getting dismissed like yeah. that poor surgeon. I won't say poor yeah. surgeon. I don't really know yeah. what happened. But yeah. we all saw that. We saw oh, that yes. in the yeah. Guardian pop yeah. up. But yeah, yeah, what did you guys make of that? So a surgeon apparently was in the canteen. He says 
that he went to go and get some more croutons. But the trust said he went to try and get more soup, and therefore he got dismissed. Wow, croutons, guys. <laughs> you know what? There are some things in life when you go like, how did it get to that stage? You know,、mm. there's some cases like、yeah. where you go like, "How did you even get there in the end?" You know,、mm. you know.、Mm. Yeah, totally agree. And like, the, I think you can tell that obviously it's so ridiculous. Like, even in the article, I get the impression that they, even the, the person who's writing it is like, "This is completely ridiculous." Because <laughs>、yeah. they even write down the price of the bowl of soup. They're like, the surgeon failed to pay for a one pound and three pence bowl of soup. Like, even the author's like,、mm. "This is ridiculous." Like, this is just、yeah. so nuts. But you were saying you made that really interesting point, Imran. That like this is probably just like the tip of an iceberg, yeah, right? Yeah. Or maybe like maybe there's a, like must be some backstory because yeah, exactly. I think there there usually is when you see、yeah. these things, like because、yeah. we all know everyone who reads the article, the person who wrote the article, the people that went for this person because of soup or croutons, whatever it may be, you know, like you just <laughs>、yeah. know that that can't be it. That can't be the only reason. There has to、yeah. be this much the tip of、right. the iceberg. One hundred percent. Oh. Exactly. So we don't know this person. So I'm going to say allegedly, but and all the rest of it. Like I, we don't know this person, of course. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just yeah, saying, yeah. it's within the realms of possibility. And I've seen this happen before, where there's a history of bad behavior. There's a history of not bad behavior. Maybe there's a disagreement. There's a history of disagreements yeah, between people for、yeah. whatever reason it may be.、Yeah. And and it's the croutons that push it. You know, the little croutons <laughs> that push everything <laughs> over the edge, and the whole thing gets involved. Can you imagine making that phone call to the BMA and say, "Listen, you know what? I know this is going to sound ridiculous." <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but I've been dismissed because I took some croutons, and then you know, if I was a guy yeah, on the beam, is okay.、God. Can you tell me what really happened? Like,、yeah. what's really been going on? And then we can work from there and <laughs>、yeah. figure this all out. I agree. Think, like, I agree. I seemed, agree. Agree. You know, and I, I remember I saw an article not so long ago where this,、uh, and I think a lot of Muslim people may may know what I talk about here. So I think he got caught putting his feet in the sh- in the sink because he needed to clean his feet to go <laughs> pray, and like you know, the article was going on about like you know, I think it was Daily Mail thing. A Muslim doctor gets caught for putting feet into into sink. How disgusting and all this kind of stuff. And then actually, when you read further into the article and read more about it, it was actually he had a, he had a long history of having altercations with nurses, patients. They're all having problems with him. And so when they finally got him, it was like, yeah, you're putting your feet in the sink, mate, and you need to.、Um, Stop doing that. Yeah, really. <laughs> Need to put his foot down, yeah, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really had his feet in his mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, it's yeah. a strange world out there, isn't it? But you know, like it's it's a strange thing, isn't it? I mean, this guy's a consultant. He's a consultant. You know, it's not as though he can't afford afford this kind、yeah. of stuff. And do you think they would have had the same same、uh, opinion of him had he been a young student? I think doctor, but, you know, trying to flatten out the, the hierarchy.、Yeah. I think somebody probably would have just had a go at that a junior doctor, right? Whereas they probably I don't know in in instead of in Ended up being some kind of emails complaint、mm. or whatever, but it's interesting the topic of like、uh, meals and things, isn't it? Because it's lucky that he's even even able to get soup in、mm. the first place. Like maybe you know some places I saw that there was this other tweet right that we saw、Abby. from、uh, mm. Abby, and she and she was talking about how difficult difficult it can be to get food in a hospital. Pastor, I mean, did you see? Sometimes、this? the best you can yeah, get yeah, is like the one which said、yeah. that it finishes at six and best of luck after that. Go and crack on. <laughs> so、yeah. tough thing. Essentially, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you were telling us things are different back in back in. I don't want to say your day, but yeah, it is. It's my day, man. I mean,、yeah. I, when I when I you know what, <laughs> whenever I listen to consultant colleagues, and I always say, you know, I've been a consultant nearly for fourteen years now, right? Whenever I hear consultant colleagues come along, oh, you know, the juniors now have got it easy, and I I、mm. think back to my SHO days when we had food brought in to the mess, hot food, which were served to us as、mm. SHOs, right? Yeah, and I'm going like. I'm not sure how <laughs> I'm qualifying this. Yeah, it was longer hours. Fantastic social life, right? We had a、mm. we had a bar in the mess at a proper bar. I mean, which was running. Well, the only person who wasn't allowed to drink in the evening was the one holding onto the plate. Very different life <laughs> altogether, right? Wow. So going back to the point, you know, and I, I get fed up of listening from people and NHS organisations saying that ah,、oh, we need to really do well-being. Just get good hot food and good places to sleep. And prop and parking facilities for your doctor. You don't need to do anything more than that. Just get those basics right. Most doctors will be delighted to help you out.、Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we touched upon the parking as well, didn't we? I think someone was talking about getting free parking for、yeah. doctors, and then we saw. I think it was Selber again. He's fe- featured again this week, but um,、mm. he was talking about the the checklist that to、uh, you know basically make a happy workforce, and one of the things would be. To to have free parking, and then someone was like, "Well, I don't think that's the case because you know it just shows you can afford a car, and we shouldn't be facilitating that kind of thing." I mean, that was a weird one, wasn't it? To jump out, jump out people with cars, you know, like, 
you know, what's wrong with that all of a sudden? I mean, some of us need to travel further. We can't afford to live in it. I mean, imagine if you live in Chelsea. Yeah. You know, you're getting, you're getting told that you've got to live in Chelsea. That's what you need to do. I mean, how many of us can really do that? And maybe through she can, but you know, the rest of us. I think there's already precedence. Pay. I think Milton Keynes are already doing it. Oh, really? Pretty, pretty sure if you follow Kate Jarman, who is mm. uh, one of their, okay. I think she's the director of corporate affairs there. She basically mm. will says that in their trust, it's uh, free. So, well, well, Milton Keynes isn't like outside the NHS. So if they can mm. do it, uh, and I don't believe, I don't agree with all those arguments. Yeah, well, you know, you know, if you've got a car, you can put other things like, Within certain mileage, etc. But I think it's a lot. It's a fantastic gesture to do mm. to about better working conditions. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I live actually very. I think last week it was funny. Did you hear Thrusha that uh, Mehul and um, Russell? They had no idea where I where I really am in the world. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, funny. Yeah. I mean, I. I they thought you were in Norfolk yeah, exactly. with me. Or we don't, we don't actually live together, guys. I mean, you know, we're friends and all that, but um, <laughs> yeah. you know. I wish we did. I right, wish we did. Let's not let's not put that kind of stuff on earth, Rusha. It's gonna it's gonna cause us a whole lot of. Do you, do you want me to leave? I mean, is it getting close? <laughs> no. <laughs> you know what? I think this is an emergency. I need to go. Uh, you know, get my emergency contact details, which kind of puts us forward onto oh, yeah. another tweet that nice. came in um, because Tech Priest uh, was talking about how the hospital were trying to contact him to fill a rotor gap. And they couldn't contact him. So what did they do? What would you do in an emergency situation where you need to fill a rotor gap? What would you do to try and find <laughs> that junior doctor? Yeah. Of course, yeah. you go to the uh, emergency contact details and contact their dad to get them to contact you. What on earth is going on that now they're on? Even your emergency contact details are now open for rotor coordinators to try and help themselves fill out fill out their rotor gaps. What do we think? So, Partha, what would your dad do if he got a call from the hospital? I see this is... Oh man, you know what he would do? He would go like, I need to come in and fill it for you. That's what would have happened. <laughs> he would have gone like, oh, you look tired. You look tired, right? Uh, so uh, do you want me to come around Fair and enough. help? And I so uh, it's just ridiculous, isn't it? You just go like, but again, yeah. I think it goes back to the point which we say, and I'm a big believer is that we as clinicians don't really push back. It's this thing, you know, it's called learned help. It just suddenly happened to all of us where we go like, Oh, well, it's happened, isn't it? So, yeah, they can do it. And you go, no, you can't. You absolutely mm. bloody can't. You No way. Mm. You're contacting my next of kin. You know, if I've said, no, I'm not going to do the shift, I'm not going to do the shift. That's how it is, right? And I think there was something else around this about somebody going, oh, but you can't. Uh, what does somebody say? You can't negotiate the prices. Um, mm, that was last, yeah, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, I remember. yeah. yeah. Um, well, I'm sorry, but you can. And if you're not happy with it, you walk away from it. So mm. it is what it is. I, I don't mm. agree with these things. Like, you know, you, you're going to ask for help from a trained professional. Yeah, yeah. You've got to deal with it professionally. So do you think, I mean, is that does that all kind of stem down to like this hero complex and, you know, wanting to be a martyr? Uh, do you think that's what it is then? Like, I, I think there's part of I think there's also the system is browbeaten it into people. Somehow it's, and I, I, I personally feel the seniors have a much bigger role to play in this, to break this mm. for, for our junior trainees. So if, for example, uh, and we've had an incident today at work, if, for example, somebody's giving you or junior any grief, you step in, you step in immediately, whether it's mm. to stop bullying, whether it's a, so, you know, there's that there's a the thing which always is used as an example that uh, somebody was supposed to go for their marriage and they're not given leave. Okay, I'll be very, very clear about it. If that was my trainee, I would be on the phone straight away and say to HR, they are going. That's the end of that. You need to find a locum, right? Mm. And then you need to go around and look around. But that person has to go, you know, mm. you, you know, whatever be the work. But, you know, I think, uh, I mean, I fairly be, having fairly be gone from registrar to consultant, there is a massive, massive difference. Because, you know, when you're a reg, people are like, Imran, you're doing this right now. Imran, I need you to go over there, sort that out. You know, they need to do this, they need to do that. And you just do it, right? Mm. But mm. when you're a consultant, suddenly very people are very, very kind of careful with your time. Like, all of a sudden, you can tell that they, they feel like your time is precious, like gold dust. And they're like, oh, sorry, Dr. Lasko, would it be possible if you do this? Would it be possible? And I'm normally quite easy going, but I've noticed colleagues would be like, well, if you're going to make me do that, then I want time back here. Yep. If you're going to yep. make me do that, where's my time in my contract for this? Where's my time in the job plan for this? You can't even be making me do that because you're taking me away from the MDT or something. Yeah. And I think that's kind of, um, you learn as a consultant, you learn to become like that because of the environment that you're in. You start to notice that some people are not willing to, you know, take, you know, bend over backwards and make, you make compromises. And then some, and sometimes you do pick up, pick that up sometimes. You think, well, actually, 
you know, I don't think that's fair because if they're not doing it, why am I doing it? Why are you always picking on me to do certain things? And I think it's easier when you're consultant and oh, to say that and do that kind of but stuff. But I think lots of our, lots of our colleagues also guilt trip us, isn't it? I mean, you, we, mm. I, we have all been there as juniors when you're going like, well, and I think that it, some of it is the, as I said, the, the martyr thing, the hero thing. I keep on saying to people, if you burn yourself out, there is nobody who will stand by you apart from your family. Mm. I've seen mm. too many examples in my life to know that that will achieve you nothing. Yeah, mm. That will achieve you zero kudos. Mm. Nobody gives you extra kudos. And I can confirm that to any trainee doctor listening. If you believe that you're getting extra kudos or you'll get extra points in a consultant job because you burnt yourself out, uh, the answer mm. is no. It will probably mm. go the other way where you go like, oh, it doesn't know their limitations, do they? Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's that's the problem. I think we, I think me, maybe is it a medical thing that we try and outdo ourselves? We try and become, we try and be the best, and by trying to be the best or outdo ourselves, we end up kind of pushing ourselves yep. too hard. Yep. I know that I, I was I mentioned the other day when I was we used to work with a certain professor. They used to not like the fact that I used to leave out on time every yep. day. Yep. But I didn't really, I didn't want to do his suspect. I didn't really care about who he was or what he was up to. So I, I couldn't care less. I, I mean, I'm going, it, mate. Like, but it's also a generational thing, you see. So lots of people would go like, in my time, I would have worked till seven. While a generation mm. now would go like, well, that's because you're inefficient. I finished at five, mate. Yeah, I'm going home. Exactly. Thank you very much. Exactly. Yeah, and I think yeah, that's yeah. the problem is that it's that guilt tripping that I am here. Why are you not with me? Yeah. And I'm going like, mm. no, 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 you're done. <laughs> Crack on, go home. Mm. That's what needs to change, in my view. I mean, the problem is that, I mean, we we, we do treat different. I mean, I, I was very open the other day. Like, you know, mm. I know that when I get a referral and if someone says to me, I'm the F1 and I'm asking for this, then I'm kind of, get, you know, I've got, got a lot of leeway. I know that it's most likely going to be an okay-ish referral. But if I've got a consultant saying, look, Imran, I need to get the scan done. You know, I'll, I will be like, I'm expecting quite a lot here. I'm expecting you to know what you're talking about. You, yep. you know what I mean? That, yep. You know that as someone who takes referrals a lot, Yep. You do know there's a difference and you do, as much as you try and straighten, you know, flatten, flatten the hierarchy, the, the yeah. hierarchy yep. it does make a difference to the kind of referral that comes in. You know what's going to happen, you know where it's going to go and you know how much you can really sort of say or do with regards to the referral that comes in. But as much as we try and flatten the um, the hierarchy, we noticed that there was this um, this tweet that went out about the flattening, the, you know, the student doctors. But no, not, mm. we're not going to call medical students, right? And people don't want to be called student doctors. But now they want to make it so that you're a senior, senior, senior student doctor or something. Is that what they're saying it is? Yeah. Uh, they're trying to basically make a hierarchy within med school. So one, one point was saying, you know what, after med school, we should try and flatten the hierarchy. But during med school, we should go back to having hierarchies within, med within medical students. Well, what was the gain yeah. in that? What are we trying to do here? I, I can't see why a medical student would do it. I used to hate it when... And as I remember like as a medical student and then, you know, the junior doctor would ask you what year you're in because you're like, and then you know mm. that if you're like, I'm a final year, the questions are going to increase in like amplitude of difficulty. And therefore, if you got mm. it wrong, they'd be like, oh, your finals are coming up. Whereas if you're like, I'm a first year, they'd be like, oh, and they literally expect you to like barely be able to like tie your shoelace. So why would you, why would you <laughs> choose to wear like senior student doctor? That just makes you like a giant, that's puts a target on, that's like, that's not a badge, that's a target, that's a bullseye. Like, go for me, ask me, you know, what this syndrome is and stuff. Like, why would you wear that? I definitely wouldn't wear that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. mean, some people really do get fixated on the titles, though, because I remember when I first started, I mean, this is how little I knew. It sounds really dumb, but I didn't know that if you go into radiology, you're a radiology registrar from day one. And so when I went and I got like something that said like core trainee or something on my on my badge and my friend was really upset. He was like, oh, I wanted to say reg. So he went back to the ID office and I wanted to say reg. Hey, wow. like, Can you make it say reg, please? And they wouldn't do it. And he got really upset. So he actually got a piece of paper and wrote registrar no. on top of it and stuck it on. And I was like, right. dude, what's the matter? Yeah. Like, who cares? Yeah. You know, because we don't know anything. Like, why, yeah. why, you know, does that happen? And I still remember that I, when I was an F1, I had a respiratory registrar that then ended up being a registrar as a respiratory doctor when I was an ST1 registrar of radiology. And she came to ask my opinion on an x-ray. And I was like, you don't remember me, do you? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you, you know more about x-rays than I do because I only started two weeks ago. And she's like, yeah, but I still need your opinion. Mm -hmm. like, All right. Looks normal. <laughs> yeah, <Bye. laughs> yeah, it's a funny world, isn't it? Like people get really fixated um, on on things. But you know, like what about when you walk into? You know, I I still remember that I used to get really happy when I would walk into someone. People and it happens less these days when they used to say something like, "Are you uh, are you a medical yeah. student?" Yeah. Uh, no, I'm a registrar. Yeah. Those yeah, days are yes. long gone, aren't they? Oh, days. Yes. Did, did you see that tweet? Yeah. Do you still get that, Partha? Well, you are. 
You must yeah, do. A, I mean, you got. I can't believe you got a twenty-year-old kid. I know. Kid. Blows my mind. Wow, man. Wow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, uh, no, I don't get that uh, because <laughs> because most of my uh, things are now virtual. You see, sodium <laughs> and glucose. So that's all good. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, but uh, you used to get that. I mean, I think that's the reference to that tweet. I saw that tweet, which was about mm. uh, you know, and you are. Somebody said, yeah, you know, yeah. somebody walked into yes. a ward, mm. and I, you know, we were discussing about this, and I've always said. It depends as to how you deal with it. And I, I'll be very honest, I used to get really pissed off mm. to begin when mm. people would be. And I remember, and we still joke about it. I remember I was in Portsmouth as a registrar, and I remember drawing a stickman to the a consultant, explaining to him where the diaphragm was oh. and where. <laughs> so <laughs> that went out really well. Yeah, I, had a, I, had oh, wow. I had a non-coffee meet with my consultant oh. after that. <laughs> but, you know, we talk about it. But I think, you know, my, my view to that is that you need to learn how to deal with that with humor in the sense of doing something which throws the other people off their guard who are who maybe having a bad day. So to a question, like if somebody said to me, you are, my answer would be something like king of the world mm. or, or something like that. I would just mm. walk in. I, you diffuse it with mm. humor because people are, you know, it's just, you can sort of like people, some people are just rude. Yeah. Some people, it's, it's like the, the NHS has this whole homogeneous belief that everybody is kind mm. and polite yeah. and nice and no mm. racism, no homophobia, no sexism. And then all of us who are like, mm. yeah, that's not quite true though. Mm. <laughs> we got everything in, in good measure. So yeah, it's one of those things. Yeah, fair enough. Mm. I mean, I used to get it quite a lot where I remember when I was like an F1 or an F2 and walking onto a ward and then some nurse was like, oh, look at that little Doogie Hauser over there. And I, I was like, I don't know. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know who Doogie, who's Doogie Hauser. And that was enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had to look it up. Oh wow! Yeah. I did not expect you to yeah, say I that. Know, sure. Wow! Seriously, but that was enough. Wow, that was man. enough to make her realize. Wow. You know, you know. I mean, I'm going to say something embarrassing. Like, I think once I was. I mean, this is probably why I did get in a lot of trouble. Like, I was waiting for something to happen in between librarian like, studies, and uh, this particular chair was a bit rotate. It was a lot of rotation going on. This chair. I was like, this is a cool chair, man. <laughs> I looked around, no one around. So I was like, you know, properly swinging around and going in circles. And then someone walked in and I had to kind of, you know, when like someone walks in, you realize that, oh, what am I doing? This is ridiculous. So I quickly stopped, but I stopped at an angle where I wasn't at the TV. I wasn't at the monitor. I was kind of just facing the curtain. <laughs> just stopped dead <laughs> just at the like curtain. Crazy person. And the person, exactly. And I was uh, uh, trying uh, to look like I was doing something serious, but how do you look, how do you look like you're doing something serious and you're looking at a curtain? And I went, are you a medical student or something? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, I'm actually oh, a reg. Um, well, yeah. I better just go now. I'm going to go get some coffee. Yeah. But uh, let, me, let me tell you a little little uh, anecdote from when I was here, my first year reg, and how you get in trouble. But sometimes sometimes trying to sort of uh, throw humor does not work. Uh, I, was, I was actually finally a SHO, and uh, they uh, basically, it was a really busy night, medical SHO running around, and uh, the, one of the lead nurses who was, who was actually quite brilliant, who basically said, you need to come around and you need to, in those days, you have to go and certify every single patient in the middle of the night. And I said, mm. oh, I'll come around, I'm really busy, I'm really busy, I'll come around. And she bleeped me again. And I said, oh, I've got these two tools of strings. And then she bleeped me the third time. And I remember I was, I was a bit pissed off. And I said, uh, hello? And she went like, are you coming around? And I remember going like, I'm not Jesus. <laughs> Why do you want me to come around? <laughs> she was like, I remember this pin drop silence and, Going like, we'll check when you come around. You know, there's some senior sisters. You go like, shit, yeah, I'm yeah, so yeah. much trouble. <laughs> and I remember she, I went in and she sat me down and went like, do not and use the Lord's name in vain. Oh, she was wow. really oh my god. And I went like, oh wow. no, oh no, and I went like, oh no, I'm really sorry, I'm really sorry. What can I get you? I'll get you something. Can I get you coffee and tea? <laughs> and one of those occasions where you go like, that humor did not go down well. Yeah, you've got to choose your crowd, I guess, <laughs> don't you? It really is. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, we, we've seen another tweet where I think maybe the joke didn't go quite as well as it should, where someone walked into the ward and they gave a gummy bear or something, was a sweet to their doctor. Yeah, Did no, no. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so they were doing a ward round and I think she had, uh, she was eating a, a gummy sweets, a gummy snakes, mm, mm. and she offered one to her consultant, which she took and ate and then joked about how she shouldn't be eating tweets because she's South Asian and she'll get diabetes in 10 years. Um... Um, um, I do. You know, that's not cool, you know, yeah. Now that's a bit like uh, bringing back uh, chubby brown jokes from the past. You go like, yeah, time's up, dude. Not now. So I think it's one of those things. You go like, oh, yeah, let's let's leave that mm. out. I mean, there's so much sensitivities around the whole thing, and quite understandably so. I just go like, Psst. oh mate. Uh, hey, listen. Yeah. You you were saying that, okay? 
I did a water round with a consultant, right? We talk about Twitter didn't exist in those days. Because we there would be a firestorm mm, every day yeah, yeah, with I this agree, guy. Yeah. Do you know what he did? He chose the accent of oh, every yeah. single doctor, whichever country they came from. Oh, wow. So he would do a Scottish one, he would do a Welsh one. I remember turning up and he started doing an Indian accent, a proper old school dum-dum accent. And I'm standing oh, there going no. like, and I remember he goes like, right, speak Indian. And I went like, okay, <laughs> Indian is not a language. <laughs> not a language, like, yeah. It's <laughs> like, it's a... <laughs> yeah, like, um, wow. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, I had, I had a. Um, I mean, this is. I mean, th- th- sometimes you look back and you know what? Like, uh, this would clearly get tweeted. There was a consultant. We're going around the ward round, and there was this. Um, I think the person. Yeah, I think they were a Chinese patient, and they didn't speak much English. And you know what this mm. guy does? He turns to me and the rest of the rest of the team and goes, "I guess I bet you I can guess where this this patient lives." And I said, like, "Don't do it. Don't don't say it." And he goes. Harrow. Oh, no. And I just thought, no, bro. Why? Why? And he was just laughing and poor patient. So laughing too, but they didn't understand what just happened. It was so oh, horrendous. It was so horrendous. So gross. So gross. Isn't so it? gross. You know, I mean, that's what happened back in those. I mean, these days, I think, I mean, I wasn't on Twitter back then. I'm not sure it was such a big deal, but these days you probably tweet about it and say, look what just happened down here. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny the weird like dehumanization stuff that happens. Because yeah. I remember yeah. seeing like some tweets like not that long ago where. Uh, a colleague was talking about how she was like, you know, there's a kind of war drowned and, you know, obviously it's like in a bay and the people will like talk about her and then they kind of walk maybe like two steps away and they're talking about the differential diagnosis for like her chest pain symptoms. Mm. And it's like, mate, like it doesn't take much to kind of see that that person can hear what you're saying and you're talking about all the kind of, you know, whether she might need a bypass or whatever. Mm. Like, but it's funny how that must happen because like these people are obviously inte- you know you've got to be intelligent you've got to actually have some faculties to get through medical school and stuff like you must be aware that people you know of what an auditory range might yeah. be like what yeah. <laughs> happens so then anyway the, uh, speaking of which like uh, there was this uh, another ep- like a uh, a kind of episode whereby Keode tweeted saying that somebody ref- simply refused to try and learn his mm. name. I think they thought that was like kind of too difficult to say, which also seems ridiculous because it's lit- at most three, there's three syllables. I don't know how, like some people would probably like, so, some people would probably turn it into like two, like Keode or something, but literally like it's three syllables. Like why is that so difficult? And, um, not only for not only that for doctors, right, who come out with names the most weird and wonderful names for their drugs and syndromes and stuff. Yeah, or, yeah. You know, if you can blinking, I mean, in my world, there are drugs by the name of uh, cetagliptin and dapagliflozin. Yeah, well, mm. yeah, if you can yeah, do yeah, that, totally. you can pretty much do anything. So yeah, I've got to say that's probably one of the things that I um, I have like I've admired about you actually is when because you've tweeted about those experiences of microaggressions and I think I was saying to you before that I think that's something that certainly I think if I had to explain why I look up to you so much I'll stop I'll stop in a minute but but like uh, one of the things is your responses to those situations because I think generally speaking my response as Imran will probably know is just to respond by kind of getting angry and probably saying something that therefore a character and you lose because people characterize you as the angry brown person but to respond with kind of like humor that that still kind of flips the uh, power differential the other way I think is really important Mm. and I think uh, actually hearing you say that just to be able to say back to a colleague, look if you can wrap your noodle around amiodarone or clopidogrel then you can say therusha like whereas like because I do remember, like, you know, introducing me, uh, uh, going to, like, a hospital to introduce myself a few days before starting my new job and introducing myself and uh, one of the really, the senior, the, the charge nurse for the CCU said, I'm not going to learn that, you know, I'm going to call you something different. And not knowing what to say, mm. because, you know, obviously I want to be polite. Yeah, I think people can can do exactly what I've said. You know, I've got a very simple way. When they pronounce my name wrong, Mm. Right, or they write me an email with my name uh, wrong. I actually respond back with their name spelled wrong as well. <laughs> ah, nice. <laughs> I deliberately do that, or I say a completely different name, mm. which yeah. always goes like, "Oh, sorry," and I'm like, "Exactly." And I, there's another one whereby they, lots of people pick my surname because it's shorter, mm. and I yeah. always respond to them saying, "I think you're mixing me up with James Bond. It's not Car Pathaka. <laughs> it's not a James Bond movie." <laughs> I, I've Fair done enough. that, and they never forget that because they go like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a bit embarrassing," and it's he, but he's joked it off. And I'm very crystal clear. No, you learn the blinking name. It's not mm. that difficult. Mm. You st- take mm. a minute and learn that. So yeah, mm. 
I think one of the things that uh, I worry about, I guess, is that something will happen. But I think you also you you also kind of said, well, actually, not much does happen. Like in terms, of you worry about something kind of coming out of it from speaking up. Yeah, yeah, but I, you know, people know my my sort of style, so to speak. I have zero problems in speaking out. You know, I work for NHS England. I work for a trust, a Q trust. I've got lots of corporate responsibilities. But and I've had my uh, debates and run-ins with comms teams. But as I always say to them, show me one evidence where I put your organisation in disrepute. In fact, I would argue, because of my social media presence, we do a lot of good stuff in diabetes, this, that, technology, and stuff, which has brought us good, uh, you know, reputation. So I suspect that's eased off as well. And there's no harm in speaking up if you think something's not right. And recently, I've been very clear that I think NHS England needs to speak up if, if GPs are being hammered. Mm. You know, mm. why not? Uh, you know, they're they are my colleagues. I would say the same yeah. if it was a if it was nurses. I would say the same if anybody. Why not? We, you know, we should. Mm. Uh, where it's wrong, you step up. Similarly, out of zero hesitation in criticizing things which I think are and you know, I've had a personally a great relationship with Simon Stevens before that Bruce Keogh and stuff. Mm. They know me for and they've always said it's fine. Speak up, not a problem. Mm. So if you're in the right, what were you afraid mm. of? So yeah, that's what I think. Do you feel like the stuff that's going on at the moment? I mean, I know we're kind of circling back, but the kind of this this stuff about GPs is like a coordinated effort. I mean, did you see this stuff that is a tweet today by that MP yeah. that said there's a strong case for GP, which I just think is so amazing, like the brazenness of an MP mm. saying there's a strong well, case that. for GPs to. Do you know what is funny about Mark Pritchard? There's even no. something more funny. Mark Pritchard, if my memory serves me right. I'm going to use the word allegedly here so you guys can check it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But as far as I remember, he was caught in a sting back in 2013 for offering cash <gasps> for contracts. No. So it may have, I don't know whether it's the same MP, but there definitely was a Mark Pritchard of the Conservative Party. Now I'm sitting there going like, if is this the same guy? Uh, they, you know, the irony of that must be too much. And I'm going like, yeah. okay, well, I didn't put that on a tweet because I wasn't sure. But there is a Mark Pritchard, an MP who was caught out, I think by the Mirror or somebody who caught him out. Mm. And he was going like, uh, well, you're talking about other people's, you know, what? And so, and not only that, all those data are out there in the public domain. And to your question, does it feel concentrated? Does it feel a bit coordinated? It does. Mm. Suddenly, over the last 10 days, you've got, the, you've got the, the Daily Mail, the Telegraph, you've got the Jeremy Vines program. And it just seems so coordinated against just one group. And you're going like, this seems suddenly like a ramp up. But what's the end game? So, what's the end game? Why, why take the GPs out? What, what, what are they trying to do here? I think, well, well, I don't think they're trying to take them out. I think it's a shifting off. It's never the taking out because you, you can never take out GPs, mm. right? They might change the structure and stuff. I think GPs by nature are very difficult. People find, I use the word in inverted commas, control because they're independent. They can do a lot of things. Uh, I always say that it's not like, I don't think consultants not independent, but GPs are more, you know, independent businesses. They can do this stuff. Mm. But I think more than that, I think you need to push the blame on somebody mm. for all the problems mm. that's going mm. on. And GPs are your front line. Mm. So yeah. I think what people don't realize is that one day somebody will get hurt. That's my worry mm. is that, you know, it's like you keep talking about X, Y and Z. Some deranged or unhinged person will take all this seriously and walk into a GP surgery and do something. Yeah. And, you know, all it needs is one. Mm. And you already have examples of abuse and people throwing and breaking things. And you go like, you need to stop it. This is not right or safe for our GP colleagues. So that, that's my view. I mean, I think that's why I think everybody just needs to turn around and say, this is wrong. The whole system's under pressure. Mm. Why are you putting, why are you suddenly going like, GPs are not working? Well, you told GPs to do more virtual work. Mm. So, well, I mean, and evidently, allegedly, that's the future. A blended approach of, you know, virtual and that. So, yeah. Yeah, I certainly know that a lot of the kind of bright people from our you know, medical school, they all became GPs. And uh, one yeah. of my colleagues who, um, well, I mean, I say colleague, he's one of the bosses, but he um, apparently was involved with the medical school in terms of identifying future leaders for tomorrow from the medical school cohort. And they all became GPs. Like They thought, oh, these, pe- these are the people who are going to like, you know, be the kind of um, uh, very prominent people managing hospital medicine. And they all became GPs. Mm. These are like, yeah. the, you know, the brightest and kind of best. Yeah. And um, it's just really weird to see like all this happen. Oh, same, same, same for us. I mean, locally, you know, I, when I was a reg, I trained with the, these SHOs who were the brightest of the bright, right? We had, uh, you know, Penny Meeking and Howard Smith and uh, Shane Lookett, Chris Smith, 
all of them are GPs, bar none, mm. right? Mm. Uh, you know, uh, Praminder Seti, Carl, all fabulous GPs where we are in Portugal. We are really... So when you sit there and you listen to all this and you go like, what is this? Yeah. Some sort of throwback from the 1960s? What is going on mm. nowadays? So it, it really needs to stop, I think. I just kind of wonder if, like, they just essentially want them all to just throw their hands up and be like, right, okay, we're all just going to, I don't know, work for some private company, like Virgin... Well, I, I think, I mean, that's the conspiracy theory. It depends on how tightly you want to put on the tin hat. But uh, <laughs> I, I think I tweeted about this. You know, I worked five years in NHS England, right? There's a lot of conspiracy theories about what happened. Okay. There is much less Machiavelli than there's actually Mr. Bean, mm. right? <laughs> right. God. We don't have that much clever people operating who are like sitting there plotting about the downfall of people. It's mostly about people who are lost right the money isn't there they don't know how to balance things they're really struggling with anything or not really that up to the mark so you've got a combination of those things i find that more scary actually yeah, yeah. it is it is, like, it is. at least the machiavellian people have a plan <laughs> well this is why i i mean you know i'm quite i encourage you know uh, consultants and junior doctors or gps to step up to these roles because you know otherwise you know when, when you sit there there's very few people you can actually go like we can make a plan mm. And we need more. We need more of such people into NHS England. I, I, I personally, I've said, sod this, you know, I'm, I'm going inside the tent and we will make differences uh, from inside the tent. And, you know, last five years has been quite good fun from that respect. And how do you have the time for all this stuff, man? I mean, from the mm. outside, it looks like you're up to a lot, you know. I mean, yeah, it's crazy. It's so let me give you a very good example, or no, a very good reason for that. I love my Marvel comic books and the Marvel universe, right? Okay. And one of my favorite characters, one of my favorite characters is Nick Fury. Mm. Oh, yeah? Because he cool. doesn't have any superpowers. All he does is get a good group of people to make it happen. Mm. And all my projects, bar none, have been just that. Mm. I find out the best people around the country, nurses, pharmacists, doctors. I put them on a project and I go like, You've got full independence to run. Just give me the product. Mm. And I have never, ever failed with that approach. Mm. Ever. I think um, I think I, still, I think I read a book. I can't remember which one, but it did actually say that if you ever find yourself being the smartest person in the, ro in the room, then you're in the wrong room. Uh, and yeah. it's so true. I mean, I mean, I do, I do do outside projects and I do find that actually the better the people you get to come in and do a certain job, the better the outcome. hundred uh, percent, whether it be websites, anything, it's crazy. Every single aspect I do, whether it's, you know, at Portsmouth or the national mm. role, I'm surrounded by, genuinely, it's not even, honestly, I, to any listener, I don't do false modesty mm. at all, right? So this is not false <laughs> modesty. I, I can't do all that. Uh, but, uh, which is why I say to people, you know, I don't do humble brag, I do brag. <laughs> you know, but I'm surrounded by some phenomenal people, mm. you know, nationally and locally. And it just makes my life easier. I mean, I'm, I tend to be, what shall I call it? The spokesperson of the yeah. team mm. that's that's probably my job well i mean i think we've managed to get through most of the subjects didn't we this week i mean i don't see many many other things that we want to talk about i mean talk about on the list uh through show is anything else well i just kind of wondered um one of the a tweet that i did sorry i referenced myself oh yeah go for it no go mm. for it oh mm. get, i'm gonna get your bingo card out now you've been mentioned oh thank you <laughs> that's that's all i really wanted that's the only way we can stop there no but um it was just about pet peeves essentially mm. i mean mine was really ridiculous and it was actually something i was kind of annoyed about because lily had this toy this like dino lab toy which you basically excavate a dinosaur and she in her head like we all knew it was going to be a tyrannosaurus rex and i was like oh for god's sake why is it always the tyrannosaurus rex but then it got quite kind of um, a few responses where people were talking about things that kind of annoyed them in medicine mm. and obviously as mm. cardiologists the kind of tropes we have are writing on ECGs and atrial fibrillation with a fast ventricular response oh my god mm. those things uh, and I was just wondering about if what your kind of uh, pet peeves were do you have any that you yeah I mean for me it's always, people always want contrast so they don't know what it is it's like we, we definitely yeah. need contrast <laughs> like, but why and yeah, I'm, I'm nice about it, but it's always contrast. And like, dude, it's, you don't always need contrast for every single little thing all the time. Like, you know. doesn't it make it bloom? <laughs> it, I actually said someone say, uh, "Yeah, we just want the pigs to be better." Like, oh, all right, okay. <laughs> you say so. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Good. Yeah, yeah, You're like, all right, approve. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay. It's, it's fun. I mean, all right, you partner. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, no, no. My, my pet hate. Uh, ooh, simple, which is whenever you go into a meeting and they go like, why haven't you solved diabetes? And you look at them and you go like, uh, how do you propose I do that? <laughs> just, just, just ban all carbs. And you sit there and look at them and go like, 
goodness, man, so many Muppetry. I, I mean, I don't even know where to start at that scale, you know? <laughs> and he just sit there going like, okay, I mean, whoa, right. Okay. And he, so nowadays I just go like, mm-hmm, yeah, working on it, mm. trying to pass legislation about banning cakes. Let's see how it goes. Yeah. I always find it so interesting, like when you, because I remember when I was in F1, F2, and my F1, mm. uh, my F1, like I own them, but, um, you know, there was an F1 who um, who said they want to do hematology. And to me, I was like, why would anyone want to do hematology? Like, why? And she was like, oh, it mm. just, it just, it's the thing that makes my head go. Like, it's really interesting. I find it fascinating. I'm like, oh, really? Wow, cool. And I, but then you yeah. just kind of think to yourself, like, man, there are, there's, you know, there is someone for everything, really. Like, I mean, what I do might not yeah. be interesting to people where I look at scans all day, but diabetes, mate. Is it really that interesting? Diabetes? Oh, <laughs> mate, that's like, do you, so do you know why I chose diabetes? Yeah. Because and I'll tell you why. Go on, go on. Because I was so shit at every single other specialty I had a go at. I'm sure so that's not my, true at all. No, no. <laughs> when I was an SHO, I kid you not, I'll tell you what I did. I did gastro. Mm. I did cardio. I did rheumatology. I did elderly medicine. I did nephrology. And I was so bad. Right. And then I came to diabetes. In those days, they said to me, hey, listen, Partha, very simple diet, ask them to run, metformin, <laughs> glycoside, insulin, finish. And I was like, I can do this for the rest of my career. Right. <laughs> what they didn't tell me, there were different types of diabetes. They didn't tell me that the whole bloody thing would explode. And then, they, then I came into it and then they were like, hey, listen, 95% of your work is done by GPs. And I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah, nice. <laughs> you know what? So, so when people said to me, when people go like, what are you doing at, you know, I said, I finished at five o'clock and I went home. So whenever people go like, what, you're a lazy specialty. And I go like, I know. That's why I chose <laughs> it. I chose it because of that. Yeah. So, no, nah, I mean, I, I, yeah, it's, it's, it's good fun. You know, I mean, I think with, with the tech and stuff and uh, yeah, lots of stuff to do. But everybody to their own. Mm, isn't no, it? That's what I find so fascinating. It really is, isn't it? Yeah, fair enough. Mm. It's funny how you had like really kind of professional piece. And then mine are kind of along the lines of just really like petty things. Like when people write to the bottom of a continuation sheet and don't put a new continuation sheet in. Yeah. Or like when people write in the clerking, like see drug char. And I'm like, don't do that. And, oh, <laughs> so, like, and when I like, and like in my head, I'm like, oh my God, there's another one. Oh my God, there's like another one. Like when people are like, oh, this, this will really interest you. And like, when they start a sentence with that already, I'm like, I'm definitely, I'm sure. Like, even if it is really interested, I'm not going to be interested in that. <laughs> purpose because it's really annoying that you said that and yeah. oh for god's sake oh this is one for you Tarusha it's like I'm not a chest pain doctor I'm a cardiology doctor <laughs> hey listen you talk about cardiology let me tell you about my cardiology I'll, I'll, I'll try and end up with this so when we're in SHO listen long time back we didn't have all these things called you know whatever you guys have nowadays to sort of find out where the heart is mm. we didn't do that sort of jazz <laughs> right, right? so I remember my consultant going like what are you doing and I was like going, oh, it's been a busy day. And he went like, do you fancy doing a pericardiocentesis? And I went like, oh, oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, he went like, 45 degrees. And I went like, where? Ziffy sternum. Yeah, go in. I said, well, Ooh. oh, Ooh. Um, and how do I know where you go? And he goes like, Blood. keep an eye on the ECG. It's proper old school. <laughs> huh? And I go like, at which point do I? So I went in. I went like, I just can't do this. It's not going to happen. Oh, wow. And, you know, he, they were like legends, right? They would go in and go like, yeah, there you see. So easy. And you go like, wow. But yeah, so, and I think that was the day I went like, yeah, this is not for me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. You sound a bit like me. Go for the path of least resistance, man. Choose life. Choose life. Yeah, exactly. Choose life. So, um, yeah, as always, you know, I mean, thank you so much, Partho. We've been big fans of yours and been, uh, you know, we've been mentioned on a number of uh, of uh, podcast episodes over the last few weeks. You've given us plenty of entertainment. And uh, we had a great fun getting to know you and having you on our podcast today. And no doubt, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure we'll have you back again. Uh, it's been a lot, a lot of fun. Pleasure, man. Pleasure. So, yeah, Therusha, do you want to have any going words? Do you want to? Do you want to say anything? Well, are we going to talk about what we're? What I don't know. We're I don't know. I don't know. I feel like. Um, Okay, we do have a bit of surprise coming up. I, I think you know, you know. Thankfully, we have managed to build quite the platform, haven't we, Therusha? It's been an amazing, amazing few months, hasn't it? That it's taken us on quite a journey to meet some wonderful people, make some wonderful friends. Yeah, and totally. um, we decided to try and do something to try and give give back. Yeah, yeah. So what we're going to try and do is um, try and raise money for charity. Uh, to be more specific, we're trying to raise money uh, for Afghanistan. I think the Red Cross have got an emergency appeal going on right now. So Therusha, I think I did a recent tweet talking about, look, we need some ideas to try and uh, raise some money for charity. We had some wonderful ideas. And some of them I think will be really fun. Like I think we can still uh, go ahead with in the future, like doing a Mokoski, try and get Iran to, you know, 
help give birth again and see if I can actually pass that station. Oh, Wouldn't God. that be terrible? But um, <laughs> with some really great ideas, uh, rap battles, all that kind of stuff. But we decided to go with um, an Ask Me Almost Anything mm-hmm. episode where, you know, you guys can submit questions and we'll answer the questions in a very special episode. But to actually submit a question, we're going to ask you to donate to our GoFundMe page, which is going to be set up by now. And then um, we're going to choose the best one to get a year's supply of Yorkshire tea. So Yorkshire tea have teamed up with us. They're going to give you a year supply. I swear, I feel like it's like, it's thousands of tea bags. I'm not joking. This is a lot of yeah, tea yeah, bags yeah. that are going to go to you. That's good tea, isn't it? I love Yorkshire well, I mean, tea. I told them they're yet to convince me. So they're, so they're going to try and convince me to, to convert to Yorkshire tea. So I'm looking forward to some free tea soon. Yeah, it's, they're, it's yeah, they're going to give a, a year supply to an individual for a whole year of Yorkshire tea. And they're going to give a set of catering bags for their place of work. So if you work at GP practice, a radiology department, then um, you'll get a, a set of catering bags for you. Uh, so I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And, um, you know, I, yeah. I don't be surprised if Thrusha somehow manages to nab that prize. And no, I'm joking. We, we, we yeah, won't go yeah, down I love road. it. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, and I think what we're also kind of thinking of doing is probably doing it as a YouTube video, right? So this is our branching yeah, out. Yeah, I think that'd be fun, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, let's, let's go for it. Let's go do a YouTube video and uh, see how that goes. So um, I really hope people can yeah, get behind yeah. it. I really want to see a lot of money raised by the Two Medics crew. The two minutes team. Let's see if we can do it. Anyway, so let's see how that goes. We'll cool. be publicizing publicize that very, very soon. All right. As always, thank you so much, everyone, uh, for listening. Um, I hope you did have a nice time listening to our two medic takeover. We can certainly do that again. Give Thrush and I a bit of a break. But no, we, we certainly do enjoy coming in every week and talking about Twitter because that's all we do. We, we I'm always on Twitter. Mm. Anyways, have a great week, everyone. And uh, see you see you next week for some more fun. And, um, you know, as always, try and stay out of trouble, everyone. Yeah. Bye. listening to two medics and one mic with Imran Lasker and Thrusha Gwadna. Thank you for listening.